0: Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, the show that offers you tips and strategies to help speakers build the business of their dreams. Now, here's your host, 30-year industry veteran and business coach, Jane Atkinson. Hey, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about standing out in a crowded marketplace, which is exactly what most professional speakers are thinking about, right? We have the amazing Audrea Richmond here with us. Welcome, Audrea. Hey, hey, hey! Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. I can't wait <laughs> to dig in. Yes. Tell everybody about your current business and what you do today.
1: Yes. So my name is Audrea Richmond. I'm a marketing and launch strategist. I primarily work with my clients when they are ready to become the obvious choice in the marketplace
0: love that the obvious choice in the marketplace and i think that is a piece of language that all of us are like wanting to be subscribing yeah. to be aiming for like that is just such a beautiful phrase and monica that's going to be our that's going to be our headline for our podcast when we put it in the show notes so, all right, well, back up a little bit and tell me a little bit about how all of this got started for you. What's your backstory? I really don't know you as well as I would like to. So I'm yes. just curious. <laughs> to so I started my career off
1: early on, my first part of doing entrepreneurship as a professional photographer and oh. professional graphic designer. And so a lot of my work come from like the visual aspect, making sure everyone is solid. We also had a magazine called Love New Art where we published local artists that was like, I felt like needed the spotlight on them. You know how you see some really good talent? You'd be like, Yay. they're so undiscovered. Like they need more people to know them. And so our magazine was about finding that talent and like spotlighting them inside the magazine. And then my husband and I, we had a juicing business called Juice Me Baby back home in Memphis. You're such um, I'm re- an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't try it at all. But the common denominator in all of those businesses was that we would always run into like this thing of like, I guess you could say, I kind of call it like exhausted. Like, hey, you know, it always come to an end and it necessarily didn't come to the end. A marketing came to the end. We weren't really marketing it properly. They were great ideas, but they were poorly uh, marketed, right? They had great ideas. It was nice to have. And so that's how I kind of got into getting into marketing. Like a lot of those things were failed. Like they was, we would started. tell all our friends and family. And then when we couldn't get anyone else's support, we were like, well, muscle was a bad idea. I later learned that it's only so far you can market within your friends and family. And so I really started to learn marketing. And that kind of set me up to what the work that I do here today.
0: Now, I'm going to fast forward a little in our interview right now, because I want people to recognize or understand what I know about you. And I'm so grateful for Odell. I think he's the one who introduced us. Odell and Stan on uh, Clubhouse, you have 80,000 followers on Instagram. (laughs) So when she tells you that she's been through the struggle, I am going to say that you're on the other side of it now. So you just (laughs) pointed what the problem was, but you're not still swirling around in that same problem. You have clearly fixed the problem. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely for powering through. And now the photography is making so much sense when I see your Instagram feed. So tell everybody where to go and find you on Instagram. Just they should just follow you just to see. Yeah. So
1: my name is Audrey Richmond and I'm Ardria Richmond across all platforms. So Twitter, Uh Facebook,
0: all of it. A-U-D-R-I-A Richmond is her handle on Instagram. You just need to go out and see, okay, what's somebody who has 80K followers doing? (laughs) I really don't know that many people in the speaking industry that are pulling those numbers. So Hmm. since we're there now, I'm going to just ask you, what did you do? And I'm thinking some level of consistency on some front. Yes. You draw those kinds of followers. I think the big part of my work,
1: it initially started with people following me because I had good branding and I was doing branding for other people. So I would help people put together their logos, their websites and all of those visuals. But I realized that wasn't really the problem. A lot of people can actually get past that part fairly easy. You know, picking brand colors, getting a nice website, getting the professional photos. But a lot of people don't know how to stay in business or get clients and customers. And so I really decided to kind of like double down on that because I felt like that was the root of the problem. Like I felt like that part, you know, the branding, the visuals, the cute stuff was easy uh, Mm -hmm. to fix. It was more so about how do you be relevant? How do people remember you? How do you get consistent business? Those were the things that I saw a lot of people struggling with. And so when my brand first started, it was called building big brands. And we were all about helping you build a brand. And it's still deeply rooted in my work, but it's not like, forefra- you know, forefront, right? But I also realized you could build a brand, you could build the visuals, you could look good. But no, how do I know you're the one I should be doing business with? And okay. that's how the whole Uncloned brand came about. How do I make sure that if people have five options to pick from, without a doubt, they know it's you? And that's how we got to
0: being Uncloned and like the whole Uncloned brand. Okay, so Uncloned marketing is the brand, but it's also the title of a new book. How long ago was the book out? The book came out on my birthday
1: last year, July 20th, 2020. And, you know, I've been a published author and I've published multiple books, but this book is the one that really like caught fire. And Mm -hmm. you know what I mean if you're an author, right? Is that You have that one messaging or that one thing that like kicks off. And I think what was missing from this particular book is like this book is all about marketing campaigns. And people were looking for a book that was like straightforward. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have a college degree or a college background. Um, I went to technical school, but that's far as it is. So when you read so Uh when you read Unclone Marketing, it's very simple to understand. Uh It's a very easy process. And so. It's just been taken off. I mean, we still selling books every day. Hell, I got to ship some books today.
0: So that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Yeah. And I went to technical school and that's exactly how the Wealthy Speaker 2.0 is laid out. Oh, just wow. Just like very simple. We have a formula ready and fire. It's like, and a lot of people would say, I've been struggling for five years. I'm so happy I found this book. And they're probably saying the same thing about yours. And I'm really, really happy for you. So tell everybody, first of all, where they can go and buy the book because you have a specific plan for that.
1: Yes, I would love for people to buy it at ardrierichman.shop. The reason I love for people to buy it from for me is because I autograph every book. Uh, every book that leaves my warehouse, we sign it.
0: So I'm excited for that. That is very, very nice. Okay, love that. So let's talk about kind of like the framework for Uncloned Marketing. So I just love that phrase, becoming the obvious choice. That's a part of it. But yes. it's bigger than that, isn't it? Like, yes. being uncloned. Talk about that a little bit. Well,
1: before you can be uncloned, you have to trust yourself. The, our whole meaning of being uncloned means to challenge the norms and be the first to do it first. And mm-hmm. sometimes most people don't want to be first. They kind of want to see, you go take the risk, and then if it works, I'll follow, right? Oftentimes we have these like brilliant ideas and these big things that we want to do. But if we don't see it in the marketplace, it doesn't give us permission to go and do it. But I truly believe that the difference and the power lands in you doing it and trusting yourself. And I really would love for people to get to a place where they don't have to ask a million people what they think before they pursue an idea or a vision or a thought, because I feel like that's where the magic lives, right? In the, in the trusting of self without needing approval from your friends, your family, and some people not gonna like what I'm about to say, but sometimes your coach is wrong. And you have to get to a point where you trust yourself, you know, the vision that was given
0: to you and see it out in the marketplace. Yeah, and I've said to my clients on oodles of occasions, look, I'm gonna give you some stuff to think about, but you need to filter it through your own idea base and go with what feels right to you. Because ultimately, I'm just giving you information based on my experience. And sometimes people will have a gut that is different and that is okay. Like I will totally support them in an idea that is not what I suggest. Yes. And a lot of times, you know, I would say maybe 25% of the time that works out pretty darn good. The other 75% is like, okay, well, I told you to pick a lane three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) You're back talking to me again, right? (laughs) So I don't mind that you said that at all. That does not bother me as a coach. I am not offended by that. So, okay, dig down a little bit deeper into uncloned marketing. It's, you're going to trust yourself. It's a mindset first. Yes. And tell me more about what... Once you
1: get past trusting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. The next thing you want to do is make sure you have something that people want to buy, right? Obviously, it could be your talk. It could be your product. It could be your course. It could be your program, but it has to be different. And I know we might be thinking, well, you know, if I sell shoes, everybody sells shoes. Well, do they? Do they package this the same way? Do they brand it the same way? Do they communicate it the same way? You know, it's it's kind of like hamburgers, right? There's a reason why you go to, big, you know, to McDonald's to get the Big Mac and you go to Burger King to get the Whopper. They're yeah. they're both burgers, but it's about how they're packaging it and talking about it that makes you decide and make a decision. And that's really what your, you know, your brand and your positioning and everything that you do supposed to do is make people make a decision. And you help people make a decision by the branding you use, the language you use, how you present yourself, and your actual offerings is that is the thing that makes you different, right? So if I had to pick from, you know, speaker A that's just gonna come and talk. And I had to pick from Speaker B who's going to talk. They're going to send welcome kits. They're going to debrief with my people and do all of that.
0: Mm. It's a no brainer who I should book as a speaker, you know? I love that. And we've been talking so much here with, especially during COVID, we have so much opportunity out there right now on how to really dive deeper into a customer's problems yes. and provide a more long-term solution rather than a one-off. Yes. When you can come in so we talk about it moving from transaction to transformation transaction is oh, I'm so sorry transaction <laughs> is I thought I I thought I turned that off transaction is when somebody calls and says are you available on April 30th in such and such a you know city for this particular event that's a right. one off and you go and you fly and you do it and you leave transformation is when you're saying, okay, well, let me do a quiz and do a survey for all of your people first. And then we're going to work that into the presentation. And then we're going to do some deep dive workshops after it's over and, you know, blah, 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 blah. We're going to really help solve that problem. And it sounds to me like a part of that is asking clients really, really good questions. Right. That allow us to dive deeply into that, and then you pull that into your marketing, right? It's like it's like providing an experience, right? The yeah. brands
1: that I love, like one of my favorite brands is Apple, right? And sometimes oh. people don't understand, like you know, I am that person that stood in line and waited on the new iPhone to come out, right? Like I am that person. That's
0: and I what think- just rang everybody the number the thirteen. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Very I much. got the thirteen too. You know hey! what I mean? So like, <laughs> I knew I loved you for a reason. Yes. And so I'm that person
1: that will watch the one hour keynote to learn about the new products and what makes them different and all of those things. And I think that a lot of people feel like, well, people don't need all of that or people don't want all of that. And that's not the truth. Like a lot of people like to make informed decisions when they're when they're looking to buy anything, whether it be something to eat, what you put in here all the way down to what you get put into your home. So I think that we kind of got to go back to the basis and begin to slow down the sales process and how can we create an experience? We need to kind of add customer service back into it. We need to be able to add customization back into it. And like, how do we add like that personalized aspect? And I mean, you know, I know we all sell systems and programs and all of those things, but we still can customize it to the client to
0: make them feel heard and important, you know? Absolutely, and using their language back in the proposal. Yes. You might start with a template, but hey, let's customize it so that they do feel so. When you're thinking about the Audria Richmond experience, you know, what do you get on the first phone call all the way through to the yes. app? What does all of that look like? And I want to back up for a second to. Creating. I don't know if you've used the term irresistible offer. I'm working right now on a grand slam offer. That's the language that I got from a book that I'm reading right now. What is your term for? Well, I guess you say it's the obvious choice. Yeah, we call ours the uncloned offer. You the know, you know offer. it's all about uncloning
1: your offer. We have a process that we take our clients through. Would you rather? Me, would you like for me to share
0: it? Of course.
1: Yes. So the first thing is you're going to go, this is such a basic framework and it works like game busters. So mm-hmm. the first thing you're going to do is research the top 10 people who do what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, whether it be a product service or whatever. Yeah. Once you find them, you're going to make a list of what's missing. What do you feel like is missing? Like, oh, I wish that, you know, we could offer this, 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 and this. And then yep. where's the opportunities? You're going to list out what's missing as yep. well as the opportunities. And then that should give you your uncloned offer that is literally as basic as it gets. Then we have some other creative strategies you can do to kind of let you remix it with other industries and all of that. But at the root of everything, what ended up happening is, let's say I wanted to sell hair for an example, right? I want to sell hair. I'm going to look at everyone who sells hair Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to say, well, I'm just going to make sure my branding is cute and that we tell people we got a better discount. You Mm got to do way more than that, right? Like... Can you package it differently? Again, can you talk about it a little bit differently? Can you add more educational resources that you can't find anywhere else? And honestly, being uncloned is about just going the extra mile. Some people don't want to go the extra mile. They want to go just enough to get the check. Yeah. And then once they get the check, we're out of here, right? Like,
0: I don't, I don't want to do all that extra stuff. Why are you doing all of that? <laughs> oh boy, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear doing what the competition isn't willing to do. Yes. Is a big part of it that was a phrase that my old boss used to use, Vince Pacenti. Being, you know, he would in order to train for the Olympics, he didn't have anywhere to go. He was a downhill speed skier. And so he strapped himself onto the roof of a car, a really fast car. (laughs) Wow. It's like doing what the competition isn't willing to do, right? Right. Maybe they had better training facilities than he did, but that was something that not a lot of people were doing. I think training for the Olympics. And you gotta get creative about how how can your experience be different than everybody's else? So professional speakers. Right. What would be something that you might have seen out there while speaking that you thought could help maybe allow a professional speaker to become the obvious
1: choice. I would say materials as a, I can say okay. on both sides. So like not just marketing materials, but the materials they use to get your result. Right. So if you are a speaker that's going to teach my team how to become better leaders, okay. I would hope you're going to leave us with tools and not a presentation. Okay. And I feel like what's missing is just being able to have resources available, right? Like you can have a book, right? But how do I practically do this work when you go, you know, whether it be a course or whatever the case may be, I just feel like those are some of the things that I see missing. And then right. also being able to do something experiential with mm-hmm. the audience, right? Not just talking at people, but like, kind of get back to that workshop vibe. Like, Hey, let's, you know, let's open up the workbooks. Let's do da, 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 da. Let's role play. Like, how do you ensure that what you're teaching is landing?
0: I love that. And especially for speakers who don't have a book yet, let's put some time and energy into a workbook, a playbook, something that those are just as as good. Yeah. Now you are the queen. Oh my gosh, you're a machine. I see you helping <laughs> out social media. I see how many products. How many products do you have? Yes. Here? So we have three programs.
1: They all come with these planners. We also are working on a suite of planners. Yes. Um, I'm really big on creating tools. Yes. How can I? I will tell you this I went from like being a person who will create a course, create the slide deck, and people will get a result. Mm-hmm. But baby, it's something about those worksheets. And workbooks that gets people to put the pedal to the metal and get a result. And so because of that, I've just become obsessed with just tools, checklists, uh, worksheets, anything that will take a person and like remove all of the, you know, how people get in their head. Yes,
0: exactly. Just like that. We do a lot of really pretty worksheets over here at the Wealthy Speaker School. Yes. And you're giving me an idea. Some uh, Several of our students have already you know, taking them to Kinko's and got them put into a beautiful binder, but I think we'll do it for them. We need to do that. So you're inspiring me. And I think that backs up to your like photograph, your photographer background and your Martin, Like now I see, okay, yeah. <laughs> beautiful things yes. are what you do. And that's also informs your Instagram feed. You know, it really has when you're on my show, for instance, you've got this beautiful pink background and it's all about visual arts almost for you. Yes. Yes. That's really interesting to watch and to see
1: you doing. your. It's kind of like my mom taught me this. Your first impression. Right. Like when people see you for the first time, that is their first impression. Yeah. So, you know, so when I hear people say, you don't need good branding. Well, that's probably the first thing I'm going to see if it's your ad. It's the first thing I'm going to see if, if it's your website. It's the first thing I'm going to see if it's your Instagram feed. So yeah. I think that sometimes as small business owners, we don't have the choice of getting it right the second or third or fourth time. We yeah. could be missing an opportunity by not showing up in a way that makes people trust us. Because also another thing, branding is also directly tied to your rates. If you want to get premium rates, you can't look like five
0: dollars. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give it to you. So a homemade <laughs> website looks homemade for those of you who are trying to do it yourself. Like let I know there's a lot of beautiful templates out there, but when you have a professional behind what you do, it shows. And so just some rules of thumb. You know, if you want to be a $10,000 speaker and you're spending $500 for your website, you're out of alignment there. And so here's this postcard that I have. I can't hold it up because it's on my wall. It says, you cannot play small in your decision making while expecting to play big in your income. Ooh. Okay. So if you want to have, if you want to charge $10,000 as a speaker, you need to look like a $10,000 speaker when I arrive at your website. And what you're saying is you don't get a chance to make a second, first impression. You only get one, right? Because
1: I'll give you an example of this. I had a young lady who reached out to me. She was offering me social media services, and she literally just had an email and just had a bullet point, and it had like $10,000. But then I had another person who presented something to me and they did a Loom video. They did a walkthrough of my website and they were like, hey, and they put together a presentation deck and they let me know how they would integrate with my brand. Who you think got the business? Oh yeah. That is very
0: interesting. <laughs> well <You> done. Know. <laughs> well done, person number two. Like well done. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I love that we're kind of talking around the speaking business because we want to give you ideas from other businesses that you can spur thought with. So you've got a ton of products. Your primary way of selling those products are like packaged up within your courses. Is that right? Correct. Correct.
1: When people enroll in my programs, they get access to my products. We do have products that we sell independently of our programs, but people can buy those on demand via our store. But our main focal point is our signature programs and we enroll people via speaking, webinars, workshops, presentations, and marketing campaigns. Yeah.
0: Now a lot of people just starting out, they're like, ooh, I want to do a course. Well, you have to remember that you need to have people, you need to have people in your world who are gonna buy from you. Like let's build up a bit of a following. Yes. Or we get the course. The course isn't gonna be the horse, it's gonna be the cart. <laughs> right. make sure that you have some people. The best way to sell programs is to sell speeches and to be out there getting people into your world. I have loved everything that you have said so far. Thank you so much. What have we missed? What's an important thing that you think people should, or speakers should be thinking about that we might not have touched upon so far?
1: I think that speakers should be thinking about marketing campaigns as it relates to their prospecting. So if you're prospecting, let's just say you're going after corporations or certain people you want to put, you know, work with, you should be putting them through a marketing campaign. I think when we prospect, we kind of prospect on a one on one level as opposed to thinking about, okay, how can we take these hundred people we really want to date and work with and take them through this process to actually get them to become a client? So I think when we think about marketing campaigns, it's not just to launch a product, but it's also to let people put people on the radar that you exist let people know about your programs and how to actually do business with you. And I think being more intentional about that process as well. Just like Apple launches their, their new iPhone, how can you launch your program into these organizations and get them to be ready to do business with you?
0: And you know, one of the pieces of your process, and I haven't really talked about this very much, but I think I'm going to more now. I have a gentleman who's been putting together a, a series of emails for us and he's building some interesting stories into the emails. Mm-hmm. Well, my story, you know, I've worked on fishing trawlers and at an airline and da, 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 like just kind of talking about, but then I found speaking and I got committed to speaking. And then the whole email was about commitment, but based on my story. And then another email he did, Jen, who runs our speaker school, he did her story moving out of a soul sucking job into like a business where... She's having a six figure income and just bought her dream property like those That's are amazing. like cool little hooks to kind of pull people in. So make sure that when you do a marketing campaign, it's not always like features and benefits, but yes, there's a way to build some story in there, too. And then
1: also you can add like experiential components to it as well. So mm-hmm. like when we launched our book, we did a role playing session. There's just cool things you can do that I think that we kind of reserve for like, well, that's just for my paid clients. Some of those paid activities can be a marketing activity to be able to attract your ideal people. Oh, I love that. Love that. Yeah. Idea.
0: Well, Audrey Richmond, you have provided us with the gold. Tell everybody how they should get in touch with you if they would like to know more about what you do. Yes, they can visit AudreyRichmond.com. Okay, that's pretty simple. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I've appreciated your time and your wisdom. And I look forward to continuing to watch you rock Instagram. So impressive, all of the things that you do out there. Appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, and for those of you listening in, let us know, give us some feedback. If you are enjoying our podcast, I always people always tell me face to face, but I don't get a ton of emails saying, hey, I've been listening. Jane at speakerlauncher.com. Let me know what you think. Okay, and with that, we'll say, see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. If you need help building the speaking business of your dreams, head over to wealthyspeakerschool.com and take advantage of our 20-minute next step call. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast.